to be back with you today. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast. As I'm recording this episode, we are less than a week after the high holidays, so I'm really at a new beginning of the year. I don't know about you, but I still have not even taken down my sukkah yet as I record, so I've got a lot ahead of me. It's a new beginning, but new beginnings are new opportunities, and in the secular calendar, we make New Year's resolutions. On Rosh Hashanah, we accepted God's kingship, followed by Yom Kippur, when we repent and accept the mitzvot, we re-accept the mitzvot upon ourselves. And in that light, I'd like to introduce a rabbinic mitzvah that's appropriate for this time of year, really appropriate for any time of year when you can always jump into Shnaya Mikrovyacha Targum, which literally means reading the parsha twice and the Targum once. And Targum refers to the Aramaic translation of Unklus. Unklus is a first century convert to Judaism. His translation of the Torah is considered a foundational work. And fulfilling this mitzvah in a literal way means reading the parsha once, hearing it once in shul, and in addition, reading the translation of Unklus. However, as we'll discuss, there's more than one way to fulfill this rabbinic mitzvah of learning the weekly parsha, and you can do it on different levels, so don't be intimidated. But before we get to that, it's worthy to note that our sages felt that this mitzvah of studying the weekly parsha has a huge impact on our lives. In fact, the Talmud of Brachos states that any person who completes the Parsha in tandem with the communal cycle of reading the Torah will have days and years added upon their life. Now that's quite a promise. What do we make of that? We'll get back to that. But in the meantime, it's important to note that this mitzvah not only entails reading the Parsha in Hebrew, even a person who's fluent in Hebrew should still read the Parsha together with Onkelos or with an alternative commentary such as Rashi. In fact, one could also fulfill this mitzvah by reading an English translation of the Torah. Now, why is it so important to read the Parsha together with the translation? The answer is that interpreting the Torah is not so simple. The Jewish people have a Masorah. We have received tradition as to how we decipher, how we translate the words of the Torah. It is well known that the rabbis debate extensively about the Torah, but here's a less appreciated truth, that there is profound agreement amongst the sages on so many of the fundamentals of how we read and understand Chumash, the Torah. Now, where does all that common ground in our tradition come from? And the answer is that it comes from the corpus of Jewish scholarship, learning that makes up Midrash, Talmud, commentary, and much more. So when we read Rashi and Unklus, we're not just looking at the translation of one person, but rather we are engaging with the Jewish perspective on Torah, synthesized through the words and mind of a major scholar like Rashi or others. And it's important to emphasize that there is a Jewish way of translating the Torah. The very first words of the Torah, in fact, offer a great example of this. The Torah states, Many translate these words as, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, this translation follows the idea that Bereshis bara Elohim are really two separate words or phrases. So, number one, in the beginning, and number two, God created. However, Rashi has a completely different perspective. Based on his encyclopedic knowledge of scripture, his understanding of Hebrew, the oral Torah, Rashi writes that the word bereshit, first word of the Torah, 
is actually the beginning of a contraction of two connected words. And Rashi writes that, that or he translates the opening of the Torah as in the beginning of God's creation of heaven and earth. In fact, Rashi presents two lines of reasoning as to why he rejects the translation of in the beginning God created. The first is based on Hebrew grammar. Breshit means in the beginning of, and not merely in the beginning. And further, Rashi proves in the, in the sequence, the Torah's opening verses, that at the time of this time of creation of Shemayim Ba'aretz, heaven and earth, the water was in fact in existence. And in light of these factors, the Torah cannot be understood as presenting a sequence of creation stating that in the beginning, or at first, God created heaven and earth. After all, water was in existence at this moment that God created Shemayim and Aretz, heaven and earth. And so Rashi concludes that while the verse obviously teaches us that God is the creator of the universe, it does not necessarily teach us what order the elements of creation were brought into being. And so, in summary, what we really have is two ways of looking at the opening words of the Torah. The first is, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And that translation suggests the Torah is teaching us something about the sequence of creation. The second way, Rashi's way, is in the beginning of God's creation of heaven and earth, dot, 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 and the land was astonishingly empty. And that translation looks at the opening words not as a description of sequence of creation, but rather it's a description of the state of the universe at the start of creation. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Surely there's important theological implications of these differing translations we're not going to get into that today, but whatever the implications are, we see a critical thing here, and that is as follows. There is a Jewish translation of the Torah. Our sages called their understanding from our received tradition of wisdom, as well as their encyclopedic knowledge of Torah, the oral Torah, and Hebrew. And we learn that this very day as we study the Torah together with the commentary. When our rabbis encourage us to learn the weekly Parsha, they're teaching us to engage with our heritage of learning and scholarship through which we approach the sacred Torah. This idea is what underlies the command to read the Parsha with translation. But what if you can't read Unklus because you don't know Aramaic? The truth is, there's so many options, whoever you are. You could be the greatest Torah scholar and fulfill this mitzvah by learning uh, Targum and Rashi, Ramban, Gur Aryeh, you could go into depth on in all the commentaries, or you could literally just be starting out and, and not know a word of Hebrew and still fulfill this mitzvah, at least on, on some level. There's many options, whatever le level of knowledge you have. Unklis is one option, Rashi is another option, but you can also choose to read the Parsha in English. Um, for example, the Living Torah is a translation by Rabbi Arye Kaplan, which is fascinating. We also have, of course, the Art School translation, or you can get the Koran Tanakh translation with Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Whatever level of knowledge you have, you can find a translation of the Torah to read each week. You can read Aliyah by Aliyah, day by day, as we go through the Parshiot. And 
Of course, there are endless resources online. One great example is um, alephbeta.org, where Rabbi David Foreman releases phenomenal animated videos each week on the Parsha, digging into deeper themes and meanings in light of the Jewish of Jewish scholarship. And of course, you follow myself here at the Jewish Growth Podcast. Our rabbis teach us that we gain additional life through this mitzvah of learning the Parsha each week something we can all do. And perhaps the meaning of this is that when we have a a habit that is well-formed, especially a habit of learning Torah, that is something that does add to our life so deeply. It gives us a spirit of Torah, something to wake up for. It connects our days, day after day. It infuses us the Torah of life throughout our lifetime. And so, Um, with the new year, or even if you're listening to this in the middle of the year, this is a a habit you can start anytime to learn Torah every day through the Parsha. If you're just starting out, find a translation, learn the weekly Parsha, and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, rabbibrodkin at gmail.com. Let me know how your journey goes throughout the year as you learn the Parsha. It's been great to be with you, and I hope to be back very soon. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Book.